Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. So I've honestly, I've been saved for 18 years. I have not lied for 18 years. Yeah. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that this finds you and your family doing well today. I want to thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. Todd White, that was an interview that was posted just a couple of days ago, says that he has not lied not one time in the 18 years that he has supposedly been saved. Uh, if you think that's a stretch, this is nothing new. I want to show you this conglomeration of clips that uh, I have been showing in my seminar for a few years now, two or three years, uh, where he claims not only to not have lied ever since the day he got saved, but has not even committed a single sin since the day he was saved. Watch this. He came and gave me this blank canvas. He came and gave me this pure heart, and I've never violated it with anything. Because I love Jesus. My hands are clean. My heart is pure. I love him with all my heart. I'm going to stand before him and he's going to say, well done. What's he going to say when you stand before him? You can actually have the word so strong inside of your heart that you never have to slip. People are like, well, that's false. That's not true. Well, you're wrong. I live with me. So for 13 years, I've been free from that. I've never looked lustily with lust at a woman, ever. I live with me. My kids will tell you that I'm a man of God. I'm a father. Because God doesn't say he wants you 97% pure. I mean, was Jesus 97% pure? If you wake up in love with Jesus, if you go to sleep in love with Jesus, if you wake up in the middle of the night in love with Jesus, you will fulfill the first command. The first commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind. I'm not holier than thou. I just love Jesus 24-7. Todd White says that he has not sinned, not a single time, since the day he got saved. And granted, those clips are a few years old, and you may be thinking, well, surely he's grown in his understanding of the gospel since then and uh, human nature. No, apparently he has not, because this clip that my video began with when he said, I have not lied in 18 years, uh, that was posted December the 1st, 2023. Now, I want to show you a little bit longer uh, clip of this just so you can get the full context in which Todd White says that he has not lied, not one time since the day he got saved 18 years ago. And then we're going to talk about that. Like when you you talk to somebody, they'll box themselves in Mm -hmm. to a place. And if you wait long enough, it's really obvious. Here's the lie. So what we need to do is we need to train our own soul in the truth so that the spirit of counsel can be on our life. So that when you hear that lie, you can bring the truth into that lie. So I've honestly, I've been saved for 18 years. I have not lied for 18 years. So Todd White says that he has not told a single lie in the 18 years now that he has supposedly been saved. Dear friends, that in and of itself is a lie. Todd White has been preaching a false gospel for well over a decade. Well over a decade. 
Uh, I have watched many, 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 many videos of Todd White doing personal evangelism. And he has, he, up until very recently, his, his quote unquote gospel that he has been presenting to people has been a, has been a false gospel, a gospel that is devoid of any mention of wrath, any mention of repentance, any mention of impending judgment, any mention of deserving uh, eternal punishment in hell, practically devoid of any mention of sin at all. He has told people, thousands of people, he has given a false gospel to thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people, not only in his personal evangelism, twisted as though that is, but also all of the conferences and crusades and churches, churches that he has been in for well over a decade. If you give people a false gospel, you are lying to them. And you may be thinking, well, maybe he just didn't understand the gospel rightly. Well, he shouldn't have been in ministry and still should not be in ministry. But I'm going to give you a very concrete example of how Todd White has lied to people. And one of the things for which he is most well known is his famous leg lengthening routine. He goes up to people randomly on the street, has them sit down in a chair or on a bench, and he shows that one leg is just about a quarter, maybe a half an inch longer than the other one. It's interesting that 100% of the people that he goes up to um, apparently have this malady. So the real pandemic out there, uh, forget about COVID, but the real pandemic apparently is that every person on the planet is walking around with one leg that's just about that much shorter than the other one, and he commands the short leg to grow, and it works 100% of the time. Here's just one example of this. Watch this from Todd White, the video that he himself posted. Watch this. You're one leg shorter than the other one? Yeah. And it throws you back out. Okay, so regardless of, like, well, yeah, no matter what. So what I'll do, regardless of what you believe, I'm going to pray for you, and Jesus is going to grow your leg out and heal your back. You don't even have to believe, dude. So you get into the, the weirdest place of belief that you want. You can unbelieve as much as you want. Now, I want to interrupt here for just a second. Did you notice how he told this guy, it doesn't matter what you believe. You can get in the weirdest place of unbelief that you want. It doesn't matter what you believe. Do you know why? He can tell that guy that with such confidence that it does not matter what you believe. He can say that to this man with such confidence because he knows full well that what he is about to do is a trick. He knows full well that what he's about to do is intentional deception because he's done it hundreds upon hundreds of times before. He knows that what he's about to do is intentional deception, a trick. In other words, a lie. And God's going to grow your leg out and heal your back. I promise, man, you grow right now. Jesus' name. Look at it. See it? Whoa. Look at that. Do you guys see that right there? Yes. Right. <clears throat> it's longer now than the other one. <laughs> That's nuts. So, Father, I thank you for a brand new back, God. I thank you that it's not about religion. It's about Jesus. Did you hear the guy in the background? He said, look, now it's longer than the other one. So I guess God just kind of 
overshot it a little bit. So now the uh, the leg that was previously the short leg is now the long leg, and so he's got. I guess Todd's going to have to go back and sh- and lengthen the now short previously long leg to meet the length of the now longer previously short leg. So very very confusing. If God keeps overshooting this, you know, pretty soon this guy's going to be about 12 feet tall. So um, now what happened? I mean, the legs certainly seemed to grow. Well, not so much. Uh, I want to show you exactly what happened with the help of my friend Stephen Kozar, who uh, has the YouTube channel entitled The Messed Up Church, and he's done a lot of good work in this area, uh, exposing false teachers and their deception, false theology, and false practices. So uh, his channel linked down below there in the description. But uh, here's how Todd White really grew that leg. Now we're going to see Todd White's clip sped up quite a bit and looped back and forth. Now this is where we can see what's really going on here. The leg on our right is supposed to be the short leg, and this is the leg which should be miraculously growing, but it's not. Look at the leg on our left. That's where all the action is. That's what's actually being manipulated. You can see that Todd is actually pivoting or shifting the foot of the so-called long leg so that the heels match. Now, he's doing this very slowly over time, but it's painfully obvious when you speed up the clip. Ah, the good old leg lengthening routine. Dear friends, this is a trick. This is a parlor trick that charlatans and hucksters have been doing for many, many decades. This is nothing new. Todd White has just popularized it with the advent of YouTube, but this is a trick. Todd White knows that what he's doing is a trick. That is intentional deception. And he was right when he told that man in the yellow cap that it doesn't matter what you believe. You can get in the weirdest state of unbelief that you want. It doesn't matter. He was right about that. It didn't matter what that guy believed as it relates to to this because Todd White knew there was a trick. He was manipulating the other guy, the, the guy's other foot. And there's different ways to do the whole leg lengthening routine. You can there's a couple of different techniques or combination of a couple of different techniques. You can uh, change the angle of the the, the legs and how they're uh, uh, straightening out from the person's body. There's a few different ways to do it, and you can combine a couple of those different techniques. It's a trick. It's a trick. And Todd White knows it. He's done this hundreds of times. And shockingly, he continues to do it. Because that expose video from Stephen Kozar, that clip in and of itself is several years old, uh, roughly five or so years old. It came out in the American Gospel film. But since that came out, since that trick was exposed, Todd White has continued to post videos on his YouTube channel of him lengthening people's legs. This is intentional deception. It's a lie. So when Todd White says that he has not lied in 18 years, dear friends, that is in and of itself a lie. Sinless perfection is not attainable for people. I wonder, you know, does Todd White think he's better than Peter? Remember when Paul confronted Peter in Galatians chapter 2? Let's look at that real quick. Galatians 2, 11 through 12. But when Cephas came to Antioch, and Cephas, that's, that is, uh, that's a reference to Peter, and, and in the Greek, Cephas is Kephas. 
difference. But anyway, that's how we read it in English. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For prior to the coming of certain men from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he began to shrink back and separate himself, fearing the party of the circumcision. So Peter was being hypocritical. And Paul recognized that and confronted him to his face confronted him in his sin. Peter was playing the hypocrite. And being a hypocrite, being hypocritical is inherently sinful. So here's Peter. He was a Christian. He was an apostle, a capital A apostle, by the way. And yet he was committing sin. Paul confronted him to his face. So Todd White says that he hasn't sinned since the day he supposedly got saved, and yet Peter did. So does Todd White think he is holier than Peter? Does Todd White think he is superior to Peter? Apparently. And apparently Todd White thinks he is also superior to the Apostle Paul because Peter was not the only one who had sin. Paul himself also had sin, and he writes about it in Romans chapter 7. I want to turn your attention to Romans chapter 7. Paul says, For what I am working out, I do not understand. For I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not want, I agree with the law that it is good. So now, no longer am I the one working it out, but sin which dwells in me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For the willing is present in me, but the working out of the good is not. For the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing I do not want, I am no longer the one working it out, but sin which dwells in me. I find then the principle that in me evil is present, in me who wants to do good. For I joyfully concur with the law of God in the inner man. But I see a different law in my members, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a captive to the law of sin which is in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? Dear friends, that is the Apostle Paul. This is the man who wrote roughly a third of the New Testament, and he describes his own struggle with sin. And some have said, well, that can't possibly be Paul talking about his uh, post-conversion self. Uh, they say that when Paul was describing himself before his conversion. No, no, no. This Paul is talking about himself after conversion. And he talks about you know, doing, not doing the thing that he wants to do and, and doing the thing that he does not want to do. And it's this struggle that you can see. I mean, it, it's, he's wrestling with it. This is the Apostle Paul who had indwelling sin. Does Todd White think that he's better than Paul? Apparently, apparently so. What you see in Romans chapter 7, excuse me, what you see in Romans chapter 7 is not Paul describing his pre-conversion days. This is Paul describing what it looks like for a Christian to go to war with sin. In fact, Paul says that in the next chapter, Romans 8, 13. He says, by the Spirit, we are to be putting to death the deeds of the body, going to war with the flesh. One of the paradoxes of 
the Christian life is that the more we progress in our sanctification, the more we mature in Christ, the more sensitive we will be to our own sin. Generally speaking, uh, the, the, the line for a, a Christian, over time, the line, see if my hand's in the video, the, the line of, for a Christian, over time, there should be an increasing pattern of holiness and over time, a decreasing pattern of sin. The paradox is, is that as we increase in holiness, the more we increase in holiness, the more sensitive we will be to our own sin. And that's what we see in Romans chapter 7. Paul is obviously spiritually mature. He is a capital A apostle. He is preaching the gospel, planting churches. He is suffering for the cause of Christ. He's writing much of the New Testament. He's growing in his holiness. And I dare say far above what you or I uh, have experienced up to this point. He is far more mature than we are. He's writing scripture. And yet he still had this indwelling sin. And he was intensely, intensely sensitive to it. This is the mark of a spiritually mature man. It has been said, I don't know who said this first, but um, it has been said that spiritual growth is a growth downward. The more lowly we view ourselves, the more highly we will view God. The higher view we have of ourselves, the lower view we will have of God. There is an inverse relationship to how we view God and how we view ourselves. If we have a high, inflated view of ourselves, rest assured that person has a very low view of God. And Todd White, as we have seen up until a couple of days ago, maintains that he is perfectly sinless, sinless perfection. He thinks he's better than the Apostle Peter. He thinks he's better than the Apostle Paul. He thinks he has no sin. Dear friends, rest assured that the person who thinks he has no sin against which he must war has no understanding of the gospel at all. You know 1 John chapter 1, verse 9? It's a well-known verse. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Uh, that verse is often used as a as an evangelistic verse. Uh, you know, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just. He'll forgive you of your sins. That's that's conversion. That's the new birth. No, that's not. That's not what First John one verse nine is talking about. Because this, in context, was written to a church. The Apostle John was writing to a church. I want to read, just for a little bit of context, just go up one verse to verse 8. Let's look at what John actually says here. If we, believers, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dear friends, John was writing this to believers. 
And if believers say that they have no sin, a professing believer says that he or she has no sin, rest assured, the truth is not in you, is not in that person. By the authority of God's word, the truth is not in Todd White. Any man who would say that he has reached a level of spiritual, of sinless perfection, rest assured that that is a man who does not understand his own depravity, who does not understand sin, who does not understand the gospel itself. You, Anyone who would say that he has reached sinless perfection, as Todd White has, that he has never sinned, that is a man who has not even reached the foothills of the gospel. We are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. There's not a person on the planet, you included, me included, who has, who has reached that level. None of us does that. None of us loves the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength 24-7, to quote Todd White. You know, he says, I, I know, I live with me. I just love Jesus 24-7. I'm not holier than thou. I just love Jesus 24-7. You know, none of us has loved God the way he deserves to be loved and should be loved. None of us has obeyed God the way he deserves to be obeyed, the way he should be obeyed. None of us has done that 24-7. Not a single person. And for Todd White to boast in that, he does not understand the gospel. For him to say he has never lied... Since the day he got saved, that's a lie. That's a lie. To say that he's never sinned, not even in thought, not, a, not even had a passing sinful thought. Dear friends, there, there's, there's not a person who, who's been saved more than about 10 minutes who would believe something like that. Todd White continues to preach a false gospel. This is a man who clearly does not understand the gospel. This is a man who has a wildly inflated view of himself, far too high view of himself. And rest assured, with such an inflated view of himself, he has a very low view of God. Flee from this man. Do not listen. This is not a man who should be in ministry on any level. And Todd, if you are watching this, or if one of your staff members is watching this, I've said this before in other videos I've done. I don't hate you. I don't hate you. I hate what you're doing because you are deceiving people. You're lying to people. You're you're faking, manufacturing signs and wonders. You're intentionally deceiving people. I hate that. I hate that you're preaching a false, distorted gospel. I hate that you're bringing untold reproach upon the name of Christ. But I have compassion for you. And I want you to come to a place of genuine faith and genuine repentance. I want that for you. Turn from your sin. Repent of your sin. And true repentance, Todd, public sin requires public repentance. And if you come to a place where you're truly convicted of your sin, Todd, you, you sin many, many, many times a day because everyone does. And you do too. You have not come to a place. You haven't even reached the foothills of the gospel. You haven't even reached a basic Christianity 101 understanding of the gospel. But if you were, I pray that you would truly be convicted 
by the power of the Holy Spirit that you are a sinner. And if you feel that weight on yourself, cry out to Christ. Ask him to forgive you. Confess your sins. Turn from your sin. Place your full trust in the risen Lord Jesus Christ. And if you will come to Christ in a true godly sorrow over your sin, 2 Corinthians 7, when you grieve over your sin because you understand that your sin grieves God, he will save you. You will pass from death to life. And I want that for you. And if you truly do come to that place, Todd, the, re- the fruit of that genuine repentance will be fleshed out in real tangible ways. Because if you come to a place of genuine repentance, you will understand that you are not qualified to be in ministry. You're not qualified to preach the gospel. And you will come out and you will publicly confess to everyone that you've been lying to people, that you've been deceiving people, that you've been preaching a false gospel, and you'll shut your ministry down and join a biblically biblically defined church led by biblically qualified men. And you'll not be in behind the pulpit. You'll be in front of the pulpit, in the pews, learning. And you won't be preaching. I want that for you. Dear friends, thank you very much for watching. And um, please know, again, I want to repeat this. The higher view we have of ourselves, the lower view we will have of God. None of us is without sin. The kind of forgiveness that is mentioned in 1 John 1, 9, that is a relational forgiveness. When we as Christians sin, we and we do. Uh, Peter did, Paul did, believers everywhere, we sin. We need to go to the Lord and confess that sin, and he will forgive us. Not This is not a judicial forgiveness. Judicially, you and I as Christians, if you know Christ, judicially, you are forgiven of all of your sins the day you are converted. And you need not fear the wrath of God because the wrath of God that burns against your sins was satisfied in Jesus Christ. First John 1 John 1.9, that is a relational forgiveness. That's a relational forgiveness. If you will confess your sins to him, then he is faithful and just. Forgive that. And their relationship uh, will be will be mended. When we as Christians sin, we need to confess that sin before God. We need to keep a short sin account before God to keep that relationship with Christ um, intact, that fellowship with Christ intact. All right? Thank you very much, dear ones. Until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Like when you when you talk to somebody, they'll box themselves in mm-hmm. to a place and if you wait long enough, yeah. it's really obvious. Here's the lie. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.